Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Friday, December 22nd. I'm Akil Gibbons. Today, we're looking into sexual harassment in the food industry. First, the headlines. A man drove an SUV into a crowd of Christmas shoppers in central Melbourne Thursday, injuring 18 people and creating scenes of horror in the center of Australia's second largest city. Police say they believe the attack was a deliberate act, but have found no evidence linking the incident to terrorism. President Trump argues that the GOP tax bill, which will give deep cuts for businesses and wealthy individuals, will fuel economic growth across the board, despite historical experience and expert opinions to the contrary. Trump threatened Wednesday to withdraw billions in U.S. aid to countries that vote against his decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital in Thursday's U.N. General Assembly session. Member states are expected to pass a symbolic resolution rejecting the change of status to the holy city. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. Service jobs are the first work environments that many young women experience and where they're first taught to endure harassment. In the wake of widespread sexual harassment allegations, Munchies decided to highlight issues within the food industry by publishing opinion pieces by chefs and service workers whose voices aren't always heard. Here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with Munchies managing editor Rupa Bhattacharya. Munchies has been publishing some opinion pieces on one of the biggest topics of the year, which is shitty men. Uh, Tell me about where this came from. Um, Well, we, like everybody else, have been seeing this flood of shitty man content uh, in the world. And what we saw with those pieces, and they're incredibly important, and I'm not trying to discount them in any way, but what we saw with those pieces is that it just felt like a fire hose, a fire hose of garbage. And... While all of that is fundamentally incredibly wonderful and helpful to society at large, what we thought we could do as munchies is use our platform to amplify voices from inside the restaurant industry that you might not hear of as often. So queer cooks, women of color, women in the front of the house, people in the back of the house, who are undocumented people, who are the voices in the restaurant industry that we don't hear from? And how do they think we can make it better? Because we've heard from a lot of men so far. What is sexual harassment in the food industry like? Sexual harassment in the restaurant industry is overwhelming and and all-encompassing and constant. And it feels as though restaurants, while other industries may have surpassed it, in terms of how we treat women, the restaurant industry and the food industry have just remained stuck in the Stone Age. And it is long past time that this somehow gets resolved. 
Tell me about the most recent piece in the series. The most recent piece in the series is by a woman named Yawande Komalafe, who was an undocumented immigrant who worked in kitchens and uh, is now here on a green card and is a food stylist and recipe developer. There are many stereotypes of who is undocumented in a restaurant kitchen. Maybe it's all dishwashers. Maybe it's all prep cooks. And in fact, that's, according to her, not true in her experience. And essentially what she's talking about is that restaurants are better when they're more inclusive spaces for people who are both documented and undocumented and how to make them more inclusive spaces for both for both genres of person. Some of those issues are extremely fraught, especially in the food industry, from the farming of the food to the delivery to the table or our doorstep. How aware do you think people are about some of these issues? It would be hard not to be aware. But on the other hand, I think there's a lot of room in the world for comfortable fictions when you want your food to be delivered. I mean, you see it, for example, in the current controversy in New York about whether we should ban electronic or electric assist delivery bikes, right? Like, there's a huge crackdown right now on delivery cyclists. And just based on demographics, it really does seem like the neighborhoods that get the most delivery are the ones that are complaining the most. What's the culture like in the food industry that makes sexual harassment more of a problem? Well, it's hard to make it sort of a sweeping indictment of the food industry because so much of how restaurants are structured also feeds this perfect environment for sexual harassment. You have a largely female front-of-house workforce. I believe it's 70% of front-of-house workers are female, and they are very dependent on sort of the well wishes of their their clientele in order for their salary. So essentially, you've placed a 70% female workforce at the mercy of their clientele in terms of how they get paid and whether they get paid and how much they get paid. And what does that mean in terms of reinforcing power structures that maybe aren't great to begin with? So the front of house situation is is huge. And it, in order to change that, you need to change what customers' expectation is from, from waitstaff and hostesses and why are they there and what purpose do they serve. If it's not decorative, then it shouldn't be decorative. A lot of it comes down to economics, frankly. If you make women tip dependent, then what do they have to do to get those tips? And then, of course, you talk about kitchens, and the culture in kitchens is, frankly, terrible. There's lots of groping, lots of verbal abuse, terrible language. And a lot of that has just been because kitchens have always seen themselves as operating outside of society's strictures. And, you know, the cooks are like pirates. They have their own rules, and they have their own set of, of how people behave. And how do we change that? How do we fix it? How do we get rid of it? The voices that you do represent on your site and that you gave some space for them to talk about these. How did you find people to talk about it openly? Um, It's hard. People are very afraid of their livelihoods. People are. It's been really interesting to watch what it takes for people to come forward. Um, In many of the cases, people were entirely anonymous until they weren't and then they weren't. It's very difficult to get people who are willing to talk. I don't know that, for example, it would be possible to get somebody who is currently undocumented. Um, We have somebody who was undocumented. Fundamentally, what was most important to us was that we put a spotlight on the people who don't usually get a spotlight. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.